Hello internet and welcome to 58th episode of the Deep Red Neurons podcast. I am so sorry that I have not been ex- been active for the last 2 weeks or something like that. Um happy new year to everybody and um well what I really had planned for uh, the last episode of 2019 is uh top 10 best memes of the decade because well memes is not a niche that this podcast has shied away from but Uh, I really want to put work into it, and I want to give you a good list that sort of stands for itself. And I'm sorry that it's not ready yet. Uh, Paris, especially. I know I promised this week that it would be it, but uh, it's difficult to do right now. I'm I'm really sorry. Not to mention I'm going through a little bit of an emotional situation. Um, but let's not get into that. It's uh, this is let's keep it professional. uh mam episode 4 is out if you guys uh, are following that series uh, i'm very proud of it please go check it out and next week for sure there will be memes but till then we're talking about video game literacy so well cue the fucking hello kids and um well you know it's your boy <laughs> i'm pretty sure people have unsubscribed by now yeah boy <laughs> that was quick yeah um well today we're talking about video game literacy and i have with me madhvi and machi i call him machi because uh, he insists that his name i don't know what his real name is and um well we'll we'll do a round of introductions you already know who i am if you don't then well why are you on my channel Actually please don't leave. I know you could be new. Uh, <laughs> is deep red neurons and uh I am Madhvi. Uh I'm a developer but uh, podcasting wise I am somewhat occasionally there on Bad and Bollywood. Um plug I... plug plug. Mm, just yeah, my plugs. Uh video games wise I mainly have experience with RPGs and a lot of Counter-Strike which was not um my standard enjoyment of games like not i wasn't really in the demographic for it but i ended up <coughs> being knee deep in it after a point mm-hmm. so i guess that's my main situation yeah what up what it do sorry go ahead introduce <laughs> yourself nothing chilling in the holiday inn no okay so i'm siddharth um also very commonly known as machi for god knows what reason um Yeah so I am a senior game tester at Ubisoft Pune and I've been there for like a while now I I feel like every day is the same I cannot figure out how long it's been um so I I've been on a couple of AAA titles from Ghost Recon Wildlands to Far Cry 5 to Assassin's Creed Odyssey to currently Ghost Recon Breakpoint uh yeah so yeah that's what I do mm-hmm. and If you guys want to know a little bit more in depth, I don't mind going into it. I mean, right off the bat, I I guess. Uh, Go ahead. So, technically, right now, I'm one of the core members of the balancing team in Ubisoft, uh-huh. where we balancing and game break. So basically, our job is to make sure, like, you know, the game doesn't break, and like, we need to make make sure we break it from our sides ourselves. You know, so that involves stuff like. going through games like Odyssey and looking for stuff that is like overpowered looking mm-hmm. for stuff that's underpowered make sure you know things are pretty level overall there aren't too many exploits and if there are we can isolate them beforehand and make sure they're not super major and that kind of stuff so yeah that's what i do no oh, okay yeah cool so that's who we have for this uh, for this uh, topic and i guess you guys know you've read the title you're not idiots Uh, but we're talking about video game literacy today so i'll tell you what you can google uh, when you put in video game uh, literacy it's basically uh, the fact that how you get used to driving you get used to video games there is a certain amount of um, inherent knowledge when it comes to playing a video game um, in context of a title which uh, let makes it easier for you or makes you accustomed to gaming um uh, and i just wanted to start off with knowing what your experience with video game literacy is and where did you f- which game did you find it in that you already had it in you if you remember at all 
oh man that's kind of tough cuz i kind of grew up with this mm-hmm. but i think like the day i actually found that you know i'm pretty literate in terms of video games is when i started playing world of warcraft mm-hmm. this was back in like what 2008 or something and you know i got into the game and i knew what things are and i'm like oh wow okay i know this and i'm i i know how to do this and i know how to do that and you know but then like there's always things you don't know right and i picked it up pretty quick and you know once i was like 6 7 months into the game i actually felt like oh yeah man i'm i know i know these things you know i know i know rpg elements in games mm-hmm. and i mean all of that was kind of trumped up right joined you we saw because there are people who know like 10 times more things than i do mm-hmm. and but yeah but that was the first pseudo knowledge that i had and then like the day i actually realized that i actually know things and i'm actually literate in this topic is like say 6 or 7 months into working at ubisoft where i figured i could like hold my own on you know certain topics and you know it didn't have to be a specific game that i've played it was just like if if there was a topic going on about say counter strike i don't play counter strike that much mm-hmm. but i was still knowledgeable enough to partake in the conversation and i think that is the day where i actually figured out okay yeah this is good i'm okay. not stupid literacy just getting used to like a 3D space is a bit unusual mm-hmm. as soon as you start out getting used to controls when you're not at all um that kind of a thing uh i i don't know if i could feel like the curve of me like getting used to just seeing a health bar in a game and realizing i didn't have to think about how that worked um mm-hmm. but the i still didn't really have much experience with shooters and stuff but uh, as soon as i got into counter strike i felt like i put a huge amount of dedicated uh, learning curve visms in that and yeah as when i started out i was really fumbling because i was barely able to point the gun at stuff and it was um i was uh, being very dragging down for the team mm-hmm. but um eventually it I, i don't know i feel like that was my whole curve of video games that happened within counter strike and after that it was just um i don't know i feel like the parallels to reading a book is also interesting I done like a little bit of um, just glancing through Google before this. Mm-hmm. I found like an interesting point about how just um, there's a lot of parallels between like literacy and like uh, I mean the first thing that comes to mind is language. Mm-hmm. So literacy and language versus like how do you determine if somebody's literate? It's like whether they would get through a book, whether the book is easy to read or it's complicated in its language or complicated in its meaning. And um, another thing is just this concept of like is it a book if you put it down halfway have you really experienced the book and that parallel with the video game? Can you say you've experienced like a BioShock if you've stopped it at mm-hmm. first battle kind of thing? So yeah, I mean, just uh, lots of random thoughts in my head about video literacy at this point. I mean, yeah. that actually helped uh, because that helps me get into the next question that I had for both of you is that, um, for example, video game literacy for every game isn't the same. I mean, of course, you have a certain amount of idea about controls, yeah. um, but... like we recently did a doom series on my channel yeah, plug 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 go check it out <laughs> um so we realized that like playing doom especially was not easy for everybody i had a lot of fun because well i've completed the game uh but karan had immense amounts of trouble like getting used to the fact that it was an fps yashasvi uh, and madhvi were fine yeah. so okay, yeah. i'm just and then you go like in a completely different universe when me and karan were playing fifa karan already knew everything about it and like to a certain extent i needed help to get used to the controls like from not only because it was from keyboard to a joystick yeah. but also because it's a completely different realm of uh completing your objective and perspective of how you're looking at the character you're controlling so um what's in your opinion the like the widest gap of learning you've had to make uh when it comes to gaming like 
you were used to this and then you switched to a completely different genre and that's where you had to get used to um for me actually it was again like this is like a, a pretty much expected but like i said the first game i worked on was ghost recon wildlands and mm-hmm. it's a third person co-op shooter and i had never played a third person co-op shooter before this you know like properly with an entire open world and any of that stuff mm-hmm. and i was so bad at it like I, i i just couldn't because i i came from playing games like world of warcraft and that kind of stuff and yeah so then i think that was a big learning curve for me to figure out you know how to actually aim and then i think what made it a bigger deal is because i was testing primarily on ps4 so i had to like learn how to use an entire new controller which which i had never done before because i never owned a ps4 because i've always been pc master based mm-hmm. so yeah so i think that was a massive learning curve to learn how to play any i think it's going to be for anyone to learn to play any kind of shooter game on a controller because that's one of the slightly tougher things to do mm-hmm. coming from you know mouse and keyboard and that kind of stuff and i think after that is when i picked up overwatch because i am not an fps player like i said i don't play shooters in general mm-hmm. like the last shooter i played before ghost recon was mass effect which is one of my favorite rpg games of all time and yeah it took me a while because like i had to learn how to like to first find my comfort zone with sensitivity Mm-hmm. And, and dpi and i had to do research and figure out what i'm comfortable with and then practice that and get better at that and then i'm still not that good at it that's why i mainly play like you know characters that don't require that much aim mm. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah cuz like i mean uh, i'm uh, doomfist main mm. uh, a lot of people don't like that <laughs> he's not a broken character as much as people say mm-hmm. um, but yeah so i think for me that was and still is my biggest learning curve till date you know i'm still honing my skills with shooters and fps in general and yeah it's 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 an ongoing process so mm-hmm. so i think my most recent experience was also with switching from keyboard mouse to controller i my office like buddies got me assassin's creed and it like basically held a gun to my head and asked me to play it So <laughs> I was uh, kind of opposed to Assassin's Creed but I had fun although Assassin's Creed 2 is heavily broken. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was it was fun though. Like yeah, I did not expect it. You some game here? <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> How could I? Uh on the Rainbow Six Siege please fix. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> Cannot <my>. open. <laughs> not, that's not my project. Bro. <laughs> no seriously though our our success if you can hear us. Yeah, can like, you hear help? me? <laughs> Someone listening. Uh, okay but um what was i saying yeah from uh, assassin's creed i tried keyboard mouse and i think that particular game is just not optimized it's for not. keyboard and mouse but i i really like slaved to try and get there but eventually somebody uh, let me borrow their controller and that was a gigantic learning curve because i the, the previous experience i'd had was uh, street fighter uh where it was just button mash to win so i, I mm. there was like i literally try to learn the mechanics and the more i learned the worse i got at it but yeah so switching console is a whole other part of the brain i feel mm-hmm. um it's i just had to like start thinking differently like some things were a lot easier some things like in a keyboard mouse the precision is a lot uh, in uh, actually in uh, most recently jedi fallen order i was using a keyboard until it was absolutely unplayable and then i switched to a console and the things that i found easy in uh, with the keyboard mouse were um, like suddenly i was like falling all the time but um, mm-hmm. i was less scared of jumping i don't know there was just some it i it like really made me think for a while about what aspects were easy and weren't but mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i want to make a sudden <clears throat> switch now uh, is there anything else you guys want to add no i just just wanted to add that like yeah, jedi fallen order the combat on keyboard mouse is much easier but mm. like doing parkour on a keyboard <laughs> that probably does not is not a good high end keyboard it's just not easy because sometimes that that space button is just not going to register so it's pretty mm. bad but yeah i think overall it's a very valid point controller switching to a controller is or up and down from keyboard to controller is a big deal it takes especially some time like halfway through game exactly yeah especially especially halfway through game but it's something i like urge everyone to do in their free time 
it's just it's it's practice man you get used to using both of them yeah yeah also like it, there's an element of challenging yourself at least yeah. if when if when you, if you enjoy a game if you really enjoy yeah, a game yes but i mean like i said if i want to challenge myself i wouldn't use a controller mm mm-hmm. but i guess I, I, it it depends on the game honestly i'm not going to play need for speed with a uh, keyboard so i'm not going to play like got distracted yeah no i mean um i say that because you could make really good content i think i showed madhvi that video um there's this dude uh, he i forget his channel's name no no not shadi oh, is this a controller i think that's what it's called oh uh, the guy who makes controllers out of random things yeah Oh yeah. I think I think that's an interesting way to look at gaming because um I think he played Doom 2 like the first level on Doom 2. Hmm. And well he used a toy trumpet. Oh damn. So he was dooting while he was dooming. Is this the, the same <laughs> guy who uh finished Dark Souls on a guitar guitar hero? Guitar, guitar hero? I think it might be the same person. Yeah, is it? Because like uh, maybe I'm getting confused between this guy and there's another guy who makes his own controllers. So basically it's the other guy. Okay, so there's this one guy who made a controller for Lucio from Overwatch which was basically a glove that switches mm-hmm. music based on Lucio's hand signs which is pretty sick. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it's that guy man, that guy's sick. I mm-hmm. I mean like like I can't begin to imagine where you start with that. <laughs> um well i mean i'm glad that we mentioned dark souls even in passing and on a completely different tangent but it's not a genre mm-hmm. it's, it's not, not a genre <laughs> it's not a just, genre just just to shout out it's not a genre you, everything is not souls like cuz it's slightly difficult <laughs> why do you, why do you got to call out people like that why do you got to start facts <laughs> well i mean i mentioned souls because it's a it's a group of people uh who like largely used this concept in particular uh, as a defense for the way they make their games now i'm not complaining i love dark souls even though it's difficult and it makes me want to kill myself but uh the reason i bring it up is because really steep like uh, on a learning curve yeah. if if there is too much positive punishment to your player yeah there is i mean positive is a positive way to put it but no positive punishment as well yeah i know like like i said positive like it depends on your mindset <laughs> i mean <laughs> definitely not positive of the first 10 times i got kicked off a cliff no i mean uh, i mean positive uh, punishment in the sense of uh, the way we learn training and behavior yeah so there's positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement positive reinforcement is where you give uh something good to your uh, to your subject as a reward negative reinforcement is something you take something annoying away positive punishment is yeah. giving something that's annoying and negative punishment is taking away something that's good so like, that's just in case like somebody doesn't know that mm-hmm. on the would you define me kicked off a cliff because i didn't look around the corner <laughs> with my camera positive or negative punishment <laughs> no i think that i call that just being a dick <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you from software. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah, same 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 <laughs> man. Uh please please put Sekiro on more discount please. I'm still waiting to buy it. It's a little bit too expensive right now. <laughs> uh, well, I mean um so I want to talk about gatekeeping based on skill of a gamer. And I yeah, I want to I want to know why is it that at least in in the gaming world or on the internet in general uh why is it that a certain game is meant for a certain sk- le- skill of a player uh in an open market and this at the same time it uh, i mean unless you read the uh, information about these games online these games won't give you that information readily yeah rent like for example when dark souls came out it was just difficult yeah there was like somebody found it and they were like dude look at how uh, how much i want to kill myself playing this game and then everybody like looked at it exactly so i want to know why psychological horror is such a big theme when it comes to video game literacy at least when it comes to um oppressing the mechanic of that for the same i mean if you want to put it in terms of like psychological horror i mm. i guess it's that um not you know handing the player every piece of information that the game has like right in front of him that makes you want to think and makes you want to like you know figure things out on your own and you know figure out your own way how to get through this level 
and i think that's a trend that's happening a lot and with games i think you you'll see that in assassin's creed odyssey there are two modes right now mm-hmm. um exploration and this thing where it just gives you some clues and you need to figure out your location and that kind of stuff so, but um i wouldn't consider it gatekeeping as such because like it's not discouraging bad players i mean there's no such thing as a bad player it's not discouraging new players mm-hmm. it's It, it just it's about the mindset a player is going to that game with okay. like if you're going into that game with the mindset that everything's going to be handed to me on a platter they're going to tell me where to go from a to b in every second then yeah that game's not for you i mean that doesn't mean you're a bad player because the game is not for you it just means that it's just not your kind of game mm. and dark souls is catered to the kind of people who really want to figure out like dark souls and any other game that just doesn't hold your hand i think the other one coming to my head right now is an indie game called the vanishing of ethan carter uh huh so it doesn't tell you what to do it just it just drops you into the world you need to figure out everything on your own and it's catered for people who like those things so i wouldn't consider it as a point of gatekeeping and anyone who uses it as a point of gatekeeping i mean it's it it it's not fair i mean like there are people who don't want to spend that time in a game that's not what they get enjoyment from right so you cannot blame them for not enjoying that kind of mm-hmm. game and you can't can, cannot call them bad players for that so okay. i think that's where i stand on that entire topic so i don't think gatekeeping in terms of like you know not providing you know being a game being more difficult or not providing certain information i don't think that's the level of gatekeeping i think it's just a level of preference mm-hmm. you know Well, this is more in the con. I'm thinking also in the context. Would you include like a competitive game, a multiplayer game, in the gatekeeping realm? Not just as you know, people shaming newer players, but where it's like a competition-based thing, like a like when it's like a heavily compli- complicated like learning curve, ramping yeah, yeah. up, and then when you feel like very defeated for the most part in the beginning. So I I actually didn't think about it just in the context of like a RPG or like that would be just difficulty, right? I mean difficulty I is one of the places I'm I'm bringing my context from but that definitely falls in the same realm. Like I'm not against discussing that in the in the same space of uh, discussion because even in that skill is relevant to why the gamer like the player is discouraged to play the game. Yeah. Right. So if you want to get into it that's fine by me. I mean I actually don't know if that's a fully because that's also just in terms of the people involved mm-hmm. where it's not really i mean that's a separate genre i guess of dealing with i don't know other players mm-hmm. as opposed to just yourself and i mean i want to get into the culture of gatekeeping especially with like yeah, different yeah so like we'll go into um We'll go into. You know, wait before you go into that. I'm just going to elaborate on what Madhuri said. So basically, um, where you'd see a lot of gatekeeping is, like she said, in a competitive game. Mm-hmm. Like um, the example I can give you is Overwatch because it's a game I've played quite a bit. And if you go through requests for balance changes and that kind of stuff, there's a lot of gatekeeping going on there. Where somebody is like, "Oh, you're so and so rank. You don't get an opinion on this." Mm-hmm. you know you don't get an opinion on how to balance a hero cuz like just cuz you cannot deal with it that you're right and like honestly i don't know if that's wrong because like i mean i don't know exactly where i stand in this topic cuz i have not had enough time to like create a formulated opinion on it but mm-hmm. so like you you lined up in scenarios where there are people saying that you know people who are at lower ranks should not get to decide the balance of the game cuz they need to work on their own skill level and up that and then once they reach a higher rank where the game is actually balanced where people actually know how to deal with things which you're not able to deal with at a lower rank mm. you know so that's when you're allowed to have an opinion on balance and i can see how that makes sense but i can also see how that does not make sense you mm. know it's like a double edged sword right there so basically you're i mean you're right like okay if at the professional level of that game if a hero or a character is not problematic mm-hmm. okay and maybe it's even the opposite of problematic maybe it's like really weak you never know and that's that happens quite often in game like overwatch so so basically now it's it it is correct to a certain extent to tell people at lower ranks that they should not have an opinion in that because at pro level which is what the most money is coming in from i guess like mm-hmm. in terms of esports and stuff 
it's working fine and you cannot skew the balance of a pro game for somebody who's a low rank mm-hmm. but on the other hand of that you have one person in the game okay so now maybe somebody who, who's playing at a lower rank doesn't have the entire day to practice the game right he's playing like maybe one hour in his lunch break or like maybe an hour after he gets home or two hours and yeah he's not at quite that skill level but does that mean he's not allowed to enjoy the game mm-hmm. so like i said it's a double edged sword and i don't know which category i fall in because like i know some days of the week i'm like um so if somebody picks up a hero that i play or that i don't have an issue dealing with because i know what to do and i'm like no you're just being you know you're just like crying about it because like you don't know how to deal with it mm-hmm. and then then some days i'm playing the game and i'll i'll have a hero which i cannot play against and i keep having an issue and then i'm like man this this is like ridiculous and then when i have to go through myself like wait is it really ridiculous or am i doing something wrong or do mm-hmm. i have enough time to practice it so but then like i said now all of us here i mean except you are at work most of the day <laughs> um are at work most of the day so we don't get that much time to play anymore mm-hmm. so and i'm sure that's the case for a lot of people right but then i can see how their enjoyment of the game is also going right cause cause them to drop off so like i said double edged sword so i don't yeah. think but then again like what would you put as a solution to this it's like one of those questions that is very tough to answer like mm-hmm. do you balance the game around the pros or do you try and make changes for like lower ranks no i mean my solution would be have a separate tiers of operation yeah but like you cannot fundamentally change a character to work differently in a tier right like yeah, that's, that's just, true like once you get out of that tier you're going to be handicapped like who's mm. like you're so used to dealing with something like this and then when you go to the next tier and like everything you learned from your hours of gameplay is useless you have to unlearn that yeah it's, it's, yeah it's, that's it doesn't make sense so like i said double edged sword but at the end of the day i feel like i lean more towards balancing the game in terms of pros and i think in this case i do lean towards gatekeeping opinions based on character strengths okay so i think yeah this is one of the more logical reasons to gatekeep like but like i said i'm saying that it's a double edged sword it's not mm. perfect it's like the world is not perfect right yeah so the, but um the one that i think you both will agree is is a problem and this is not just gatekeeping based on video game literacy it's gatekeeping in general in video games is cultural gatekeeping yeah. now i'll be very honest and i know i'm going to piss off at least two people that listen but dark souls doesn't exactly have the best set of fans uh it depends on which context you mean that no i mean i i'm talking about the people who are like you're not a real gamer if, if you, you can't, can't if yeah you can't exactly yeah, that, that that is absolutely like i said i mentioned this before <laughs> also that just cuz somebody doesn't want to play dark souls and doesn't like dark souls doesn't make them a bad player they will probably whoop you in any other game exactly of their preference you never know man and even an rpg for that matter exactly like they're probably much better than you uh, than you are in another game you never you don't know that like it's no like it's like me judging a pro cs player on his dark souls skills <laughs> man maybe he sucks at dark souls but he's going to wreck me at cs mm-hmm. so it it doesn't make sense and i don't think it's a fair comparison fair enough so yeah, what does like good at video games in a general sense really boil down to you can yeah it's yeah i mean implicitly you just cannot compare dark souls and cs but also on the subject of like technical gatekeeping one more thing was like cs i feel has i don't know enough other shooters to really compare it to but mm-hmm. um counter strike has just a horrifying implicit uh, like first step that you have to make to like enjoy it further because there's only so much you can play until you have to like get into like aiming maps and like practicing and like doing you know 30 kills in a death match before you do your competitive match and then you're like on these forums which are telling you to do like five push-ups before every game and like it's it gets batshit very quick and it's yeah, yeah. and it's very difficult because when i want to get a friend into counter strike it's i don't know what to tell them so wait you're saying um running around in deathmatch with the p90 is not the way to play the game it absolutely <laughs> is and you can uh, i will uh die on that hill um but also the oh god deathmatch on csgo chat yeah. will direct you for that uh i mean deathmatch chat in general <clears throat> is just like so much it's trouble it's really entertaining though but it it's is, in like it a is. really chaotic way i think like <laughs> it's kind of endearing the most the most fun i've had in cs Uh, I I barely play like I have got less than 100 hours in the game is when mm. I'm playing deathmatch and randomly I get russian players in the game and they enter <laughs> voice chat 
And like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you using P90? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking P90, suka. <laughs> Why you rush me? <laughs> <laughs> Why you rush me is so good. Every um, time noob kick. <laughs> God. Yeah, I had uh, I had someone I used to play with who tried to just pretend not to know me and say like uh, kick my name is Rama Shrimpimp but kick Shrimpimp P90 Nubra. Uh, I got kicked. Uh, it still uh, haunts me to this day. But can yeah. can we just like for the moment address that your name was Shrimpimp P90? It was also P90. girl fiery which I'm more proud of. And oh. I would really like yeah, to talk about that. I did steal it from somewhere but I don't oh. I don't get to like show the show this off enough. You should. You should definitely. That's What a, was like after every kill did you say and that's your trip to Flavor Town? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm afraid no one would get that but Um, um my old cs name used to be sardhi underscore khansi uh, so we like so um for people who listen to the podcast regularly go back to episode 45 the sardhi underscore khansi is in this room now like oh oh why why was i in this what yes yeah, we mentioned your name for oh, some reason oh, yeah so. Uh, uh, yeah okay <laughs> he's like he's like there was yellow yellow fla- fang and black death and then there was sardi <laughs> underscore khasi uh, i've gone through a couple i i went to sardi underscore khasi then i had a couple in the middle which i don't remember and then once i shifted to steam and actually once i shifted to like gg client and started playing dota it was uh snap and then it became snapman lol mm-hmm. not snapman lil mm-hmm. and some of my accounts have horror buntai <laughs> So yeah, there's a couple of names I go by, and my um, so I do create a lot of test accounts at work, and they're all called Googleish. Like we start from Googleish one, and now we're at like I don't know what number anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what where the joke started, but yeah, now everyone calls me Googleish at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a friend who had uh, like a. steam name that i still think about which was uh, i mean if you like visualize it like the number 8 hz and then wan ip so it looks like something technical that you're trying to like pass but it's just it hurts when ip oh i just wow. it's just so good i'm so fond of him this is i hope he's doing great <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant though yeah. i think my first gaming name was uh, well chocolate flavored ice cream <laughs> damn <laughs> We're going straight eighth standard on this. <laughs> It was in eighth grade. Ah, see, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I had my fair share of weird names in the eighth grade, which I don't remember anymore. Then I was, uh, then I was Christian Salad. Okay. And now I'm Hindu Hamas. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I think you should like take on Kinky Kakri. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I was going to re- like. Save it for later, but you know what? Why not? <laughs> I make promises I don't keep in my podcast all the time. Yeah, so I think that that should be your <laughs> should be your next one. Oh, we're very serious about creating a gaming channel by the name Kinky Kapri. I, I think it's a good idea. Like yeah. I'll come and feature on some episodes <laughs> as a, like. Um, uh, Ooh, what are the veggies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, Martin Murtuza. <laughs> 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 Chicken Kumar. <laughs> fish falguni <laughs> i can keep going man <laughs> I, i i i'm not stopping you prawns prashant <laughs> what is wrong with <laughs> so yeah like that can be one of my just come <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so like um yeah okay so i'll i'll feature as a different name each time yeah yeah and i'll do like a voice and all that कूल कूल अपना बाय आ गया मटन मूर्तुजा इधर क्या बोल रहे हो पब्लिक ना आई विल जस्ट आई विल जस्ट लाइक आई विल बी द नूब हु एवरीवन डिफीट्स लाइक बिकॉज़ मोस्टली द रीजन आई वांट टू डू पार्टी गेम्स इज बिकॉज़ वेल दे दे रिक्वायर द लीस्ट अमाउंट ऑफ ओह डूड पार्टी गेम्स मैन आई आई ऑन अ लॉट ऑफ देम आई कीप बाइंग द पैक्स ऑन स्टीम एंड दे आर सिक व्हिच वन जैकपॉट नो So Jackbox is nice but I think the best one I've played till now is 8 bit Fiesta. It's an a- entire 8 bit game, drinking game and it keeps cycling through these different kinds of levels and it is so good dude. I mean I yet to play it at a party because like it's hard to carry a PC around to a party, right? 
but um yeah sick game man i think mm-hmm. it's like really youtube worthy mm-hmm. especially with the kind of shenanigans they go on with it okay yeah and also mario party of course cool i mean um, i was also thinking fifa and mortal kombat oh mortal kombat's always good fifa i don't really recommend for, as a party game man i don't know why i feel like it could be entertaining to watch on a youtube video i i, I feel like fifa is just like a game of quiet contemplation with like the random like <laughs> oh <laughs> and then like go back to like quiet contemplation <laughs> you, oh you haven't heard uh, uh, kinky kakadi over here play uh, it's great it's an experience <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, save it for the pod. Like I, 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 I keep seeing like these really, really, really good FIFA players at work, and like these guys play like on next another level. And I just see them, and they're like they're so focused, and like you know, you think that they're actually watching a match. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like it's like I don't know, man. I'm like, are these guys like actually playing, or what? What is going on? And mm. like randomly across the room, like I across from where I sit. I'll hear some people like, arre, 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 arre. The way I talk during playing FIFA is <laughs> with the aim of giving every nun that I ever came across a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll play FIFA sometime. Don't I I think I have my laptop right now. We'll play it. You oh, know, man, I I'm so bad at FIFA. Dude. I I I score more own goals than anyone else. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let's let, let's just get this match over with. You know what? Here, goal, you win. Can we go back to playing something else now? Can I pick up Mortal Kombat, pick Noob Cyborg, and like Telly Slam the entire day? Mm-hmm. That's what I prefer doing. Of course. Where where was I? Oh, video game literacy. I yeah. think that's what this podcast was meant to be about. Nah. <laughs> We're really sorry, guys. Uh. <laughs> um, the other uh, thing I really wanted to get into is that. What games would you recommend for somebody to begin gaming? Ah, oh, like, good question. Like something that requires moderate amounts of video game literacy but at the same time it actually shows them the possibilities of this as anything like as an experience of gaming or as an experience of storytelling or an experience of um uh you know visual. What would you recommend? I mean as um I mean it's hard for me to pick one. I'd have to go through a couple for different like genres and stuff. Go ahead. So if it comes to a uh, a shooter I'm kind of torn between Counter-Strike and Overwatch and Ca- Counter-Strike I, is because like mainly because it's a classic and it kind of gives you the feel of what the community is in a shooter oh, no. game. I hope that's not reflective of all communities because Counter-Strike communities are not ideal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all communities are like you know toxic in their own right and yeah, so, like people are passionate about the game why not? And I I'd recommend Overwatch as a good start game. for to learn how to play a shooter cuz like even if you suck at aim you just pick like moira or something or mercy and just like left click on one of your allies and just like go with it you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um it it does give you the feel of playing an fps game for sure but it i mean you do do have some handicaps for you you know so you have some you know what do you call them training wheels mm-hmm. you have some training wheels for yourself so it doesn't get like too difficult and So when it comes to an RPG game um I as much as I want to recommend The Witcher 3 like it's honestly not the easiest game to start people off on Yeah I actually tried to I got my friend Witcher 3 really forcing her to play it but uh she refuses to go past the tutorial cuz yeah, it, it's, it's it's a video game literacy issue cuz she's really not used to the Exactly you need to be an experienced sort of experienced player to actually get what is happening you know and to understand how the scope of the game and what's going on in it and that kind of stuff so as for an rpg i'd probably end up going going with like mass effect 2 oh yeah like oh, one even like okay um, with it. one as long as you don't pick the infiltrator class everything else is fine because the infiltrator is like the most garbage thing i've ever played like you start off with no aim stability and you're forced to use like sniper rifles and stuff and it just like it's like you're aiming from a boat and it's just the worst and i had to sit through that for a long time before i got aim stability <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually i think mass effect was my first shooter so um mass effect's okay. a good good game to get into because it's like it's an rpg but it's also like a third person shooter hmm. and like i was there was some slightly complicated combat yeah like but why i choose mass effect 2 is because mass effect 2 had a more basic combat system where it was basically cover combat at the end of the day mm. you know like call of duty style but like 
with a few differences here and there. So I think it's a good game to start off with. And yeah, so for an RPG and a shooter, I'd start with that. And what other genres do we have, man? Like, mm, let me think. Platforming. Oh, platforming. Oh yeah. man. Um, uh, Ubisoft plug here. Start with Rayman. <laughs> Dude, honestly, Rayman is one of the better platformers out there. I've not played Rayman yet. I can't comment. It is an amazing platformer. And once you get good at Rayman and you really want to flex your skills, you go over to Ori and the Blind Forest, which mm-hmm. is one of the best platformers I've played in my entire life. And one of the most difficult ones mechanically also. And I mean, I'm not like the best platformer player out there. But yeah, that, that game gave me some frustration, but it was also amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the, If we start off with racing... Like right now, I think Forza Horizon is a good game, but I I've not played it enough to actually suggest it. Okay. But um, I think NFS twenty fifteen is a good a good enough starter game. It gives you a good idea of what you know a racing game is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Um. What what other genres do we have, man? I actually have a specific uh, situation that happened recently. Like I've been trying to find a game that Karan could get into because he doesn't play a lot of like shooters. I mean, he just plays FIFA really. Mm-hmm. and uh, he's not super fond of video games so i did some research and stardew valley came up as a great option and we've been having a lot of fun playing that oh yeah it's oh yeah that's a great game man yeah i feel like uh, just as an option i don't know how far mechanically it'll teach you but i mean there are some vague concepts that you eventually accidentally learn mm-hmm. yeah but um, in terms of just a fun game to like for somebody who's really not fond of any genre they've tried um, i feel like stardew valley tends to Mm-hmm. appeal to people and i think like if i have to go with the entire action adventure thing um i'm kind of torn between uncharted and because uncharted again on rails most of the time mm-hmm. um tomb raider is also a great game to start off with um but i i mean actually if you really want to get i i feel like if you really want to get somebody to feel like they like a really badass character in the game in an action adventure game you start off with assassin's creed 1 Mm-hmm. like the combat in that game is not something in fond of but just that feel of running across rooftops and like assassinating targets and all that it it felt very nice and it wasn't very hard to do mm-hmm. so i think that's a good action game to get into and oh man like how can i forget um the entire arkham series except origins arkham origins is broken it's, it sucks arkham origins is broken beyond mm-hmm. measure but asylum city and night really good games to get into i mean that combat system is an instant like from any player i've ever seen till now you know i've not seen one new player who has not enjoyed that combat system because it's it's so easy to start off with mm-hmm. but it allows you to become really skillful at it with the skill point with those combos and you know you can do more stuff with the higher combo and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so yeah i mean i think that is close to being one of the most perfect action adventure games to start off with okay um, yeah, you go ahead. I'm actually. Oh, you're good. You good? <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I, I. I mean, there's so many genres I could actually keep yes. going, but like yeah. sandbox. Uh, to be honest, there's one game that people miss out on, and I think I brought it up before on this podcast. Okay. Uh, it's Saints Row the Third. Oh, dude, Saints Row is a sick franchise. I I kind of really hate myself for not finishing the entire series. Mm-hmm. I I I remember buying all of them on the sale, but I never actually ended up playing them. Because they got occupied with other things, but it's something that's on my to-do list. So, I mean, the only advice I have for our listeners, and if you guys have not played it, is that chip away at the soul. Because, like, some of the some of the shit in this game is deranged, content-wise. Yeah, I've seen some of the gameplay, so... Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great game in the sense of commentary. It's really hilarious. but And at the same time, well, for somebody who's just starting out gaming... That's a that's a good place to start, especially if you're just like looking for a, a GTA style shooter. Not yeah. to say that GTA is difficult; GTA is super easy. Um, I think like the one genre that people really don't get into much is the RTS, which is like hands down one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I think like the best game to start off there. I don't know if I'm being biased because I'm wearing a Warcraft T-shirt, <laughs> but it's like Warcraft Three. Because <laughs> like Warcraft Three, it's like. The perfect combination of a great RTS game with great gameplay and great story. Mm. You know, the campaign is just, you know, it's still one of the best campaigns out there. I've played a lot of games and 
Warcraft series still is in my memory. I don't know, maybe maybe it's nostalgia or what, but yeah, Warcraft series for RTS. And if you want something a little bit like, I mean, not that intense story-wise, then Age of Mythology is another one of my favorite mm-hmm. games ever. So yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I feel like I, I don't know what the trade-off of it would be, but um, Star. If anyone's a Star Wars fan, then like Knights of the Old Republic, I feel has a better story than I think literally the entire Star Wars franchise. But um, definitely in terms of RPGs, I feel like yeah, it's like, TOTR is like legendary in terms of like. Have you played? I played a bit back in the day, but it's, it's there's a, a there's like twists in it that still yeah, mess with my head. I know, I, know. <laughs> I I played a bit back in the day, but my PC couldn't really handle it that well. Mm. So oh, yeah, I even I was playing on like a Mac or something. Yeah, I, I had to stop, and I just went back to playing Dota. But that kind of got me. In, I mean, although the combat and that is very basic, it's just like yeah, fine, I don't yeah, know what the But um, the I don't know it completely plunged me into RPGs like right off. Like mm. I. I had like a like a thirst for yeah. RPGs after I played that. I mean, that. Like, like RPGs are my favorite genre, but yeah. um, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here. Like RPGs are my favorite genre, but it's just like pizza is one of my favorite foods. Mm-hmm. But I don't want my dabiri to taste like pizza. I think that's a good enough analogy saying that I don't want RPG in every single game I play. <laughs> yeah. So uh, end rant. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this? Is this a diss at God of War? Or? Um, see, like I said, God of War, amazing game. I actually borrowed a PS4 to play it. And the thing I hated the most about the game was the entire grind in uh, Muspelheim. And what was the other one? I forgot the name. The, the Misty Place. With the triangle level, procedurally generated level. I forgot the name. I, I don't remember. Niflheim. Niflheim. Okay. Muspelheim and Niflheim. Just to get the best armor set in the game. That was just painful. That was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it 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 was unnecessary, grindy, and it was padded game hours, and I really don't like that. I mean, um, I I'm a huge fan of the God of War franchise in general. I it was one of the first games I played on the PlayStation Two, and the way you acquired new stuff in the original God of War games was so much better. You know, so much better. Where like through story progression, you'd probably find a new weapon. And you learn how to use it in combat, and uh, I, I don't know, man. This just getting like pieces of gear that had stats just felt really weird. And I mean, I I really do not like that system. You know, leaking into games I don't really need it. You know, and, and it is kind of becoming a trend nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with games, like I mean, I mean the looter shooter genre is becoming a thing nowadays. But then I feel like every shooter wants to be a looter shooter. And I think every game is getting RPG elements. And like I said, like everything doesn't have to be an RPG. You can always stick to. I think that's why I enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order so much, mm-hmm. is because I did not have to grind for gear. <laughs> I did not. I just could, you know, play the level I'm in, and not feel like okay, you know, I need to do this hundred more times, so mm-hmm. that I can have the best gear ever. So I think yeah, that's a pretty important point. I actually really enjoy grind, which um, has not helped me in a lot of like, things. Like I I do enjoy grind. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm a World of Warcraft player. I have been for like a, almost a decade now. So I mm-hmm. do enjoy grinding, but not in every game I play. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there are some games where I don't, but it's really unnecessary. Like I felt God of War was really unnecessary, and it was basically padded game time. You know, mm-hmm. I, that I don't consider that game time legit gameplay. It was just me like zoning out and. You know, killing stuff. Dissociating. Yeah, I, I was diso- I was not invested in the game while yeah. I was doing that. I feel like this habit started with like original Pokemon games, where it's just like a compulsive thing where I have to like go to every single corner of the yeah, room and check I mean, every box. And but yeah, it works in a game like Pokemon. It works in a game like World of Warcraft because they're designed around that. But then if you half-ass it in a game, hmm. and you're like you can clearly tell that it it wasn't their focus. That's why it has been so like you know what is it shoehorned in as such mm-hmm. and it, it shows it shows it shows that it's it, the game has not been designed around this and that design focus is clearly somewhere else but they've just put it in for players to have something to do mm-hmm. and i really don't like that because you don't always have to have that okay uh, next question and this is um, i mean you can pass on this as well if you want um, for somebody who's a pretty experienced player what is a game you recommend that is difficult or requires a certain amount of 
um how banging is a difficulty wall ha ah. like if if there is a game at all that you guys there are so many man yeah. like i mean i'm i'm going to go completely mainstream and like public knowledge and go say cuphead oh mm-hmm. cuphead dude i have <laughs> it on my switch and me and yashas we were playing it the other day and dude we could not get past the first level together <laughs> i mean it, it it's a combination of the switch controls obviously mm-hmm. with i mean it's it's hard getting used to the half controller thingy but yeah the game is overall really tough i mean i've played it with another friend and we did get past some levels but you genuinely need to struggle like you need to like be on top of your game mechanically man otherwise it's just a no mm-hmm. and um i'd also add like dark souls to that list obviously because it takes some perseverance and any game around those lines any game from from software basically mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> it's not made to be an easy game then um inter- what multiplayer shooters would you think are cuz not any of them are like super um it depends like if you want to play cs at a competitive level or like cs like, mechanically I mean, yeah mechanically this is pretty <laughs> yeah the like premise is simple but like i said the 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 entire entirety of that game is in your mechanics and if mm-hmm. you can learn to control the weapon you're playing and you learn all those small angles for throwing grenades like the recoil pattern yeah you learn the recoil gets, pattern yeah. you learn all the grenade throw whatever the, i i don't know the technical term what people it's, are calling it these days yeah you have to know the sound of the like smoke falling like yeah, fake exactly. flashes just and you got to have like uh, i mean learning uh, maps i mean i feel CS yeah understanding the in, map i guess that's in most games but yes um, it's understanding <coughs> understanding like you know the economy of it and how mm. what like when to buy what weapon and, and like leadership and yeah yeah it, 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 it's a lot of things to take into account and then in terms of mechanical skill if we go into another genre like an rts i'd say starcraft starcraft mm-hmm. 2 is still one of the harder games for me to play and i cannot i feel like i'm literally my fingers are melting off and i my previous boss was a very good starcraft player and he used to sit next to me and he had this clacky as mechanical keyboard and all i could hear was um <laughs> that was like the worst thing ever but yeah i mean it looked really tough to play mm-hmm. you know i mean i'm just saying this is not an asmr yeah please please no don't have to subscribe <laughs> welcome to my asmr channel you're the second person on my channel to make that joke <laughs> karan made it right i think the second doom video something like that Welcome like to my second ASMR yeah. channel. <laughs> uh I think I have what I need. Is there anything you want to add to like what you've already said? Ah. Oh, okay, I mean there the one thing that I actually wanted to like put out there is like in in our country as such, I feel like literacy in terms of video games in general is very low. Mm-hmm. Um especially with like I mean yeah I'm sure like the kids are, kids out there today know that you know games exist and they're fun and like I mean din ko khao sabji raat ko khelo pubg that kind of stuff uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah so but I I feel like there needs to be more literacy towards like the older generations and like parents and stuff mm. because I mean there is an industry out there people can can make a living doing these things and i'm a prime example of that you know i i mean i decided to pursue it because it's something i love doing and something mm-hmm. i grew up doing and something i'm good at and i think like that that literacy needs to go out to parents and it's not something that's happening here and it's quite important and i wish we could raise more awareness for it or uh, it's like a no no topic right like people are like din bhar game khelte baithta hai games khelte baithta hai and it just doesn't work you know i think parents need to know about this. and i think the second thing is um i i could be like really wrong in my statement of this but it's just an observation that i've had is that most of the indian player base gravitates towards f2p games or pirated games and mm. i think that's a very big you know detriment to the industry in general and yeah it, it it's not good cuz like you there are i mean it, it it's not like bad i mean like yeah okay that's a game you prefer but you need people need to understand that there are more games out there and you know understand what is happening and how it's evol- how the industry is evolving and what 
the new types of games are and what the new trends are other than like you know doing skins roulettes and cs or like you know leveling up your dota to battle pass mm. and like flaming people on chat <laughs> you know there's more to it than that or like playing or oh, we actually you can't play pubs on your mobile anymore can you you got bad right i don't no, it's, know it's it's it was banned in like some district in gujarat but like it never went to a nationwide ban oh okay yeah yeah but yeah so like i mean yeah you can play pubg on your phone uh, i mean i've seen people take it to the next level where they like emulate their mobile onto the phone. Oh, no there's actually oh there's not yeah. not an emulate it's like um, you i think you get an exe for pc that runs the yeah, mobile pubg yeah i know pubg yeah i play with keyboard and mouse yeah. i mean why that's can you not see the irony i'll 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 take it like even further people play it on their phones and they have like these triggers that you get oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, market i've seen those i've seen those and like you can use them as buttons and yeah, convert yeah, yeah. your phone into like a thing of whatever i don't i just think it's pretty ridiculous you know but okay and i think overall as a country we lack a lot of literacy in terms of video games because mm-hmm. i guess like um yeah okay games are financially like more expensive in india i mean because of the purchasing power of our currency and that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. steam has kind of helped in a way where we're not paying in dollars anymore i've been mean, not subject to that fluctuation for a lot of things but i i still feel that you know people need to start exploring more games i'm not saying mm-hmm. stop playing dota 2 stop playing cs stop playing pubg just know that there are other things to play mm-hmm. and if you don't have the means to play it is completely fine man but i mean this you can always do your research online which i'm sure a lot of people do but just don't pirate man like the piration what is it piration piration uh, piracy is it hurts all of us mm-hmm. and it hurts our country's gaming industry as a whole mm-hmm. so i don't think that's something people should do and the more india pirates games the less credibility we're going to have in the world you know mm-hmm. so yeah, and in terms of credibility i mean this is also a tangent sorry but um cheats in i i don't know the uh, rates yeah i i i i was just thinking about that uh, you talk, talking about the dude the cs yeah, yeah with word exe man the world really had a fun time shitting on that yeah yeah but that was it just... also like led to a lot of um, comments on just uh, just being super See, against like, indians i mean i i found that gaming. ridiculous <laughs> i found that absolutely ridiculous because like the coach for one of the best dota 2 teams in the world is an indian I mean if anyone's a Dota fan here like Balba is Indian mm-hmm. and um Universe was Indian and he literally won I forgot which TI number it was but he had the winning play of that thing and the guy guy was an Indian guy and I'm sure he had a good amount of support to get where he was I don't I don't know where he is now but when Universe I, I'm a fan man that mm-hmm. Echo Slam was sick um I mean like not only india as a whole i mean south asia has a lot of really good gamers who just oh, do yeah. not reach their potential you know i mean let's take sumail for example sumail is one of the best dota mid dota players out there i'm saying one of the best i'm not saying the best that's a, i know it's a controversial topic but one of he's definitely a very good mid player and south asian player again and i don't like to draw boundaries in such in sense like it's just south asia in general and then his brother is also one of uh, yawar is one of mm-hmm. uh, the top you know carry players and all that and that kind of stuff so it's it's i feel like we need more education these these guys are setting examples for us yeah okay there are bad examples being set by cheaters i thought it's awful them. because their whole like team took a fall for that a lot of people took a fall yeah, for that yeah a lot of people took a fall for that guy yeah. i think the entire country's credibility as like an online gaming thing took a fall i'm oh, yeah. i'm sorry but like could you just like go into what actually happened i'll let madhvi do that cuz i wasn't really following it that closely cool 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 so um sorry about my etiquette um he basically in the middle of a lan tournament where it's like famously difficult to cheat like you have to there's always like i mean there's admins there's like checks that i i can't imagine how he managed to get it across mm-hmm. and man i can't remember the details about what the f- he called the thing i called I think he called it word.exe yeah, word. <laughs> which was i mean it was it's really easy to laugh at uh, okay. but he tried when the admin like leaned over in the middle of the game they paused and um, for a technical difficulty the admin came in and asked to to like open his files and um, was basically surveying it and he like 
pushed her hand off and um that video is so heavily circulated it's like burnt mm-hmm. in people's brains um it, like even um there's this one guy who keeps making these csco videos his name oh god i'm going to feel real bad for forgetting it but um superstitum mm-hmm. and he's he even made a video for 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 forsaken and my god the comment section was a mess <laughs> Reddit was also a mess but I mean mm-hmm. I mean I didn't really want to rise in support of the dude or anything the guy does yeah, not really oh, but he had like horrible backlash as well like people were accosting him at, a, at an airport if I'm not I don't remember the exact details but he was uh, personally attacked yeah, and that, mm-hmm. that is pushing it a bit I don't think you should personally attack anyone okay yeah, I mean yeah. I mean I agree of course I mean I'm going to quote that really famous Russian hockey player I mean It's just a dream. <laughs> Why do you have to be mad? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do that all the time yeah. in video games and it's better. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Well, that has been an hour of us talking about video game oh, literacy and video games. Um, I think we're good. Thank you for coming on the podcast, guys. Thanks, Amit. Uh, please be sure to follow this ASMR channel. Mm, yeah. I will not repeat that. <laughs> <laughs>